So, so good. It's amazing what, um, you know, what God does in the time you give him. He's always wanting to move. He's always wanting to do something great. And I think we get so busy and caught up in everyday life that we forget, like, we have to take these moments with the king. They're that vital in our life. And last week we did a food giveaway. And, you know, we, we had uh, just a side note, a uh, special thank you to all the extra volunteers that yeah. came from outside the church that showed up and uh, helped a lot. We were so thankful and grateful. Uh, p- people came from other churches and the people um, that didn't go to church came and helped. And we're so thankful for that. But we took it, you know, we say at the beginning, like, this is a tool. We're trying to help people. And we're not corralling people through here. And what was awesome, we had a moment where uh, people were in their car and two people gave their heart to the Lord because they were just searching for something greater. They thought they were there for food and it wasn't even the case. It was more than just food. And it was awesome to see what God did in that moment to, um, to allow. Now, we could have been so focused on what we were doing that we could miss it real fast. Like, okay, next car. Okay, next car. And, 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 you know, sometimes we look at that and like, how many times have we literally missed it when we're so focused on when we go to the store, when we go do the things we do in life, that there's hurting people all around us, that if we just took the time to just see it and then meet it and then do the job and God's called us to do, um, he will grace you with the words to say. And, you know, Moses, we've been talking about the backside of this whole story about Moses uh, with Joshua and stuff, but Moses, Moses didn't want to do it. He stuttered and he couldn't talk and everything was crazy. And, and God said, I, didn't, I, just, I just need you to be a, a vessel. Yeah. I just need you to be a vessel to go tell him that I am sent you and to let my people go. Yeah. And that's all. And what's crazy is, is when you can realize for yourself that you can be used by God in those areas where it doesn't make sense. And like, is that the right thing? I'm nervous about that. And, and like I told the teenagers uh, Thursday, it's, it's so crazy because at times we talk and we are so excited about everything else that we talk about. But when you start talking about the things of God, people want to whisper about it. Um, too many times, everything else is loud. The stuff we look at, the, the breaking news or who got shot and you know, what movies come out or you know, sports, anything else. But then when we go to try to witness and tell somebody about Jesus, there is a lot of people that struggle to just open up their mouth. What do you have to lose? You have so much to gain in that. And so be encouraged that God has got you and he wants to use you. That somebody around you needs to see the Jesus in you. Yeah. And, they're, and it's probably the only Jesus they're going to see. And if you had the answer, if you had that life and death answer for them to either choose heaven or hell, you have the answer for them to go to heaven. Because if you look back real quick, who was in your life that helped change your life? We know Christ is the center of that. But in the end, who was that person that was the vessel? Who was that Moses? Who was that person that was the vessel that stepped up and looked at you and stepped up and, and, and showed you Jesus. Those people will always be a part of your life. No matter if they still serve God or not, you will always go back to that. That person did that. That person. 
And I'm trying to tell you real quick as we, we're going to get into this real good. I'm telling you. You're a part of somebody's story and you don't even know it. You're a part of somebody's story later and you just don't know it. It is right. It is right now. It, it, the pen is, is ready to write down your name to say this person helped lead this person to Christ. It is, it is, it is the pen's ready. It's dipped in ink and it is sitting just idle right above the paper. Are you going to do the job so that your name and that name can be a part of the next story? And that's, that's the reality of where we are. So if you were here last week, we talked about um, hidden treasure and we spoke on Aiken. And for those of you that weren't here, we hope that you watched it online. There's availability to do that. And it's pretty awesome what God began to speak through us. And um, the moral of the story is instead of picking up the shovel and burying things that were never meant to be ours, we need to lay the shovel down and allow God to uncover things in our lives that um, need to be his. And allowing God to really fully deal. And what's crazy is... In the story of Achan, when we talked last week in Joshua chapter 7, is when they went to go before the king of Ai, and they sent only a few men to go up to try to fight against Ai, and what happened was they ended up being destroyed and came back, and 36 of their men died, and uh, Joshua was really upset because he's like, God, why did you send us this far only to destroy us? You gave us Jericho, and now we're going to just die to the smaller of the, of the battles. We're going to die in the small battles, and uh, God told Joshua, get up because there's sin in the camp. There's disobedience. And what ended up happening was Joshua had to make a decision at that moment with God um, that once that sin was uncovered, that there was a sacrifice that was made of um, Achan and his whole family. That whole family line ended up being put to death. Um, God wasn't playing around at that time specifically in that place for them saying that it's just not, we can't have this here. And I began to think about it, and we read on, and so today, um, we want to talk to you about no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. And how many of you have heard the old 80s Jane Fonda say, no pain, no gain, in her uh, workout videos, right? Yeah, that's not what we're talking about, but I just, you know, it's something to do. You know, no pain, no gain. They tell you if it doesn't hurt, it's not good for you. Well, sometimes that's not really the truth in exercising because you could actually be hurting yourself and uh, really not gaining anything but pain. So today, though, we want to talk to you because in life, sometimes it is true that if you don't, no pain, no gain. Sometimes you have to separate from things and have things that go on um, in your own personal life, uh, things that you may do. I don't care whether it's watching videos or whether it's you know being on Facebook so much or whether it's gossiping or different things. There's things that you have to separate from from and what happens is sometimes that's painful, you know, because it's just your natural, normal habit that you have in life that you hold on to. And I want to read to you in Joshua chapter 8, verses 1 through 2. This morning we're going to read it in the message. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me. If not, light them up. That's what I can say to you. If you have your Bible with you on your phone, light it up, get it ready. You have every opportunity to highlight, to copy, to paste. You can even put notes in there. That's how cool it is anymore. But it said, God, God said to Joshua, don't be timid and don't so much as hesitate. Take all your soldiers with you and go back to Ai. 
I have turned the king of Ai over to you, his people, his city, and his land. Do to Ai and its king what you did to Jericho and its king. Only this time you may plunder its stuff and cattle to your heart's content. Set an ambush behind the city. So here we look at it. So good. Joshua faced, Jer- faced Ai in the first time. God said, you aren't allowed to take any of the plunder, um, not Ai, but face Jericho. They weren't allowed to take any of the plunder from Jericho whatsoever. They weren't allowed. That was supposed to be God's. They were supposed to give the first to God. And what happened was Ai got a little greedy, got a little bit more thinking of, you know, what he, he was more worried Aiken. about what he didn't know. Aiken. Aiken, yeah. There's a lot of AIs, Aiken, A's, <laughs> A, all of it. There's a lot. Sorry. Thank you for fixing that. I, so That's why I'm here. Yeah. So, <laughs> Aiken, I, I'm not even going to go there. Don't do it. Yeah, let's not. All I remember is country, and I'm going to leave it alone. <sighs> okay, we're just going to leave that alone. <laughs> and everybody knows who was here during that time. And if you know, say Amen. Amen. <laughs> Crunchy. Oh, Jesus. And when we weren't even talking about peanut butter at that time, I don't even know. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so what happened? So what happened was. What happened was. <laughs> what had happened was. It was butter. Yes. We were fasting. Um, <laughs> Aiken. Yes, Aiken. Gets greedy because Aiken thought he could take matters yes. into his own hand. And thinking that, and this is what's so crazy, why do we at times think that what we do declares Brandon? I know the plans I have for me declares Brandon. Why do we think that our plans are going to be greater than God's plans and that's going to help our future? Yeah. That we do what we want because it's just who I am, or I'm just that way. Uh, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. Uh, I'm I'm stuck this way, or I've I've reached an age limit where it's just I've been through life. I'm just gonna do whatever I want to do. That's your plans, but that's not what God says. God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Yeah. And so Achan didn't take heed to the plans. All the thousands of people did the exact same thing, except this one man. This one man saw the gold bars, saw all the stuff, wanted to take it, saw the robe, saw, I mean, you're talking about being in the desert so long, and, and just, and one, you're trusting in the Lord. That's, that's the life you live. You were a desert baby. That's the life you live. And then when you start to see these things, you thought, that it was going to be a good idea to take it and bury it in your tent and you were going to just kind of, you know, let's just be quiet about this. Everybody in the household is watching you dig a hole inside their house. Go home, dig a hole in your house and see how that works for your spouse. Go dig a hole and watch your kids and everybody look. Even your dog's going to look at you like, what the heck are you doing? Because the reality is, is what was supposed to be given to the Lord was taken. And we've talked about that last week. But here's what we we face. We face the fact that I got it under control. So if I can do this, it will help me later. We've already dealt with this in the past. Because when, when manna fell from heaven, they didn't know what the heck was going on. I mean, you got fresh bread from Roadhouse dropping in your lap. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's that butter? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the reality to that. With that with that falling, guess what they try to do? They try to store it up for the next day and guess what happens? Maggots and everything else got, started getting right. getting a hold of it because God said, "I'm your provider daily." 
Well, what happened was Achan's greed denied God's provision. Yes. It did. When we're greedy with the things that we have in this world, when we covet things and we have things, what happens is we end up denying God to be able to provide for us because we consume ourselves more with what we know or what we don't know than what we do. So what I mean by that is we focus so much sometimes with God on what we don't know. We're so worried about the what ifs with God. Well, what if this doesn't happen? And what if that doesn't happen? And how is this going to take place? And why would you do it like this, God? And when are you going to come answer my prayer? And when is this going to happen? That what happens is we end up allowing what we don't know throw us into a place of using what we do know to fix it. And that's when the problem comes in because we try to allow ourselves to... uh, be convinced that what we can do is greater than what God can ever do. So, so I'll fix it. I'll, I'll find a way to make it work. And what happens is we set ourselves up for failure when we rush the process. Yeah, and, and so and, and one of the big things that we talked about, and it, we have to kind of reiterate real quick so we can get into this next part, is that it, it belonged to God. Bottom line. Yep. And anything you want to try to take and hide and bury and think nothing's going to come of it, that's not going to work. All the stuff you deal with in your life, mm-hmm. it's best to give it to the house, give it to yeah. God. Give it to God. Let him deal with that. If you can just give what you re- give to the Lord. But instead, even in our personal lives that we, we struggle and deal with certain things in our personal life and we want to bury it and then walk on it and have it under the covering of our home and act like it doesn't exist and every once in a while it starts coming back and starts growing back and starts having an issue again and until you unbury this get to the root of it pull it out, give it to God and watch what God does prime example, Achan had the bar he had the clothes, he had all the coins and he buried it if he would have just like the new scripture says if he would have just in that moment, giving it to God. Guess what was about to happen in AI? Oh, by the way, when you go to defeat them, guess what you're going to do? You're going to take everything. What you thought you, what you gave to the Lord, you're going to double that. What you gave to God, he's going to give you a lot more. You're going to take all of it. Your home is going to be even more blessed, triple blessed. So whatever you gave me, I'm going to give you even more. Yeah. But too many times we, in that process of waiting on the Lord and declares the Lord all the plans that he has for us, we take matters in our own hand and we try to do our own thing. I got this. No. Listen, in the end, we're broken people. We got to give it to the Lord. It's going to be messed up if we keep holding on to it. Let God take care of it. Let him fix it. Let him do his job. That's his job. He wants to give you more. He does. That's what he says even about tithing and everything. But if Achan would have not buried it, you wouldn't see an entire generation, an entire family affected by his one decision. Well, and then Joshua wouldn't have had to been put in a position to make that decision as the leader. And what's crazy about this is if you go back to Joshua chapter 8, 1 through 2, it says, don't, don't be timid and don't has, so much as hesitate. Take all your soldiers with you and go back to Ai. All your soldiers. Yeah, they only sent a few last time. But what's crazy about that is God sent Joshua right back to the place where he was defeated. He sent him right back to the place where he was defeated, the place where he felt failure came in. 
And, and what's so crazy is I can only imagine how Joshua felt when he had to make that decision for, a for Achan, when he had to make that decision for him that all that was happening, that, that pain that was in his heart, I bet was unfathomable. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, to know that he had to make that sacrifice, to know even the whole Israelite army, to know that they hadn't even had anything happen, and now the pain of losing the 36 men yeah. that they lost, and then the pain of losing Achan, and then that whole family, and no, having to go on. And, nobody was supposed to die. No, and I bet that that was so hard for him, but he knew that there had to be the sacrifice made to get on to the next place. Oh, and what took place was God sent Joshua right back to where he was defeated. My and goodness. what's crazy is when you uncover things in your life, it's never easy. No. It's never easy. Uncovering things in our life is never easy. But we must realize that what we are willing to face, we must be willing to fight. So good. What you're willing to face, you must be willing to fight. So you can look at the things that you're dealing with in your life and you can face, face with those problems and those issues in your li life. But if you're not willing to fight for the right of them and to deal with it and what's happening and what needs to go on, then what takes place is you still are defeated. And I believe that God will always face us with places that we are defeated with so that we can learn that he's the champion and our victor. Yeah. He's not going to allow you to go on from one place when you know that you still have things that need to be dealt with right here. They went from battle to battle yes. to battle to battle. They didn't fight Jericho and Ai at the same time. They went from Jericho to Ai and so on and so on. And God didn't have them fight another battle until they defeated. had victory and yep. defeated what they were facing. See, our defeats of yesterday can be used to fuel the wins of today. The defeats that we have of yesterday can be used to fuel the winds of today. That means that when you are struggling with something, you can either allow it to knock you on your butt and keep you there and look at God like Joshua could have looked at him and say, hey, God, we just got defeated. I don't really know if we want to do that again. I mean, we, you're telling me to take the whole army and they only, they defeated just a little bit of us. Yeah. What are they going to do with the whole, we're going to be destroyed. And God said, don't be timid and don't so much as hesitate. And the point of it is, is that what Joshua did is he allowed the defeat that he had be the fuel for the victory to know that God was faithful. He trusted in God's word. Well, and it, it takes sacrifice to do that. Well, here's the thing that in that moment, one, one thing I realized when I was reading this is when you declare war, you're going to have war casualty. You're going to have these moments that are happening. But one thing Joshua had to do, if, if he wasn't healed in that moment of how he felt, he would not have been able to defeat the enemy. He wouldn't have been able to advance because he felt a certain way. And, and I love what, what, what uh, God says in this moment. He's like, get up, get up. Because he's like, I didn't think you were going to bring me all the way here and you were going to do this and you were going to do this. And he's like, get up. And, and he lays it out. Now, Joshua could have had unforgiveness. Joshua could have had all this stuff in his heart, even towards Achan. Like, why would you do this? Yeah. Why would you put me in a position to do this to your family? Why would you do this? Why would you kill 36 men because of your selfishness? But he himself had to have healing for those moments in that moment. And, and I wrote this down, a while, this is a while back, and I, I read it, um, I'm going to read it to you again. If you never heal from what hurts you, you will, you will bleed on people who never cut you. 
Let me say it one more time. If you never heal from what hurts you, you'll bleed on people who never cut you. And if Joshua would have let that affect him, the outcome later with the people around him, in his, even in his leadership, would have been just bleeding on people that never getting at him, being upset, and not stay focused with what the mission was. He had to be healed in that moment to know, God, you still got this. God, I accept you in all of this, and I'm going to move on. But too many times, I'll say it again, if you never heal from what hurts you, you'll bleed on people who never cut you. And, and you will continue to do those things. Start bleeding on people that never cut you and look at them as the enemy and it had nothing to do with it. Well, it's funny you say that because I have wrote down right here, when we rely on our own emotions from past defeats, we will go into the next battles with blurred vision. True. When you rely, rely on the emotions and the way you felt from the past things that have happened to you and the defeats and the losses that you faced, what happens is you go into your next battle with blurred vision because that's all you know. Yeah. And what's crazy is you were never meant to carry, see, they weren't meant to carry defeat when they lost at AI. You're never meant to carry your defeats. You were meant to carry the blessings. Yeah. See, God carries all those things for you, and that's what's powerful about Jesus Christ is that when you do lose, he's there to pick you up, he's there to hold you, and there to give you a chance to face one more time the things that were a struggle. And God wants to let you know today that you cannot allow your losses to dictate your victories. You can't allow your losses to dictate your victories. Just because you lost yesterday doesn't mean you're going to lose today. Doesn't mean that you're going to be drained of everything today. Maybe, maybe you felt like the things that God had for you were taken from you yesterday, but today may be a whole different story when you focus and go into the battle with the proper perspective. Yeah. See, God told me three points, and we're going to break them down. But he said, you've got to own up show up and grow up own up show up and grow up number one we have to own up that means we have to face the facts of our own mistakes and uncover the guilt in order to allow god to heal so good i think a lot of times before we go into anything you know Joshua could have felt guilty. He could have felt like, you know, this is my fault because how did I not know? How did I not know, God, that Achan had this going on in his life? How did I not feel that, that there was something wrong? How did I not know? And now I'm guilty because I sent men up and now they're dead and I'm facing all of that and I'm facing what I had to destroy Achan and his whole family, which his whole family really wasn't to blame. He did the wrong thing. And now I'm facing this place of defeat and loss and we're where do I go from there? It's fearful and it's anxiety Fear sets and it's in the whole tribe. pressure and it, it literally comes in to make you feel like you are, uh, have no ability to do anything. It literally comes to disable you. And that's when God said, we got to own up. You have to face the facts of your mistakes. You got to face it. Uncover the guilt and allow God to heal. We have guilt about things in our life, and I think a lot of times that's why we don't heal is because we are so we have so much guilt that weighs on us of, of past mistakes and things that have happened. Yeah. We let it weigh. And I think we're afraid at times to talk to God about it. 
thinking that he's not going to want to hear that. I mean, the way Joshua had a conversation with him, like, I thought you brought me out here. And I thought, he just, Joshua bore, was he just went off. And, uh, and God, you know, kind of redirected him. But don't be afraid to talk to God about how you feel and what's going on and, and give that to the Lord. That's, that's the whole thing. If we don't give it to him, we, we, we bury it again back into the same place. And, and that's it. When you unbury it, if it's buried, don't play with it. Give it to the Lord. Don't like, oh, I haven't seen this for a while, so let's see what this works. You know, like, give it to the Lord. Don't, don't pull it out and then, well, um, might as well bury it again. Well, I don't know. You know, just in case. Just in case, you know, people do that stuff, man, when they're trying to, trying to do something. That's just in case. Just in case, I, you know, I, I might mess up, so I'm going to keep, keep that over there. Or I'll just keep an extra pack of cigarettes back here just in case, you know. I, I don't know if I can do this. You can do anything you put your mind to. You can do anything you put your mind to. And if you feel you got, to, I'm telling you, it's better in God's hands. He's, he's never failed you. Why start now? Why would he even want to start now? He, he's got you. He's got you in all areas. And when you, when you own up and open up, man, it's so liberating because it feels, you know, you don't realize the pressure you have and the, the weight you have. And that's why the greatest thing I saw about Joshua and reading this and as we declare war, like the best thing that that man did was went to God. Something happened. What did he do? He could have went everywhere else. Oh, did you hear this? And we go through the gossip train, look through all of our, look through all of our snaps and look through all of our Instagram and look through all of our, trying to figure it all out. Where did it go wrong? And blah, blah, blah. Rehash, 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 rehash. He instantly went to God. And it was a tough conversation. And God said, here's what it is. Well, and even though Joshua didn't commit the sin, he still owned up and took responsibility as being the lead and where he was for what was going on. And I think sometimes, you know, it's easy to say, well, I didn't cause that or I didn't do that. But you still have to take responsibility for where you are in life and what's going on and where the things that we've done. And let's just be honest. All of us have mistakes that we've made. We're going to continue to make them. So just be honest about it. Open to God and allow him to deal because that's the only way you're going to get past it. Truth. It. You want you want the blessing. You want to carry off the plunder. You got to allow God to come in and do what He needs to do. Um, number two, show, show up. up. Show up. Be present and don't quit just because you failed. The enemy's not stopping, so why should you? Be present. Yeah. Don't quit just because you failed, just because you made mistakes and those things that happened. That's you owned up to it. Now allow yourself to go on and keep moving. I think that's what hinders us sometimes is we get so stuck in the losses and in that feeling and in defeat that we stay there because we just feel like there's no there's no way to get out of it. There's no way to go on. Why would God want to use me? Why would He forgive me? Why you know would He allow these things? And what happens is God wants you to know that if you would just literally show up and be present in his presence yeah. then he can take care of it just just be present don't quit just keep showing up for him he'll use you he, he wants to use you he knows where you are and he knows that we are we are people which means we are a mess and he's not too big for that mess or too small for that mess he's bigger than all of it do you understand that you're 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 not bigger than God you're not too hard for him to handle. 
You've got everything in you that he needs to use and acquire for what he's got for his kingdom. If you would just allow yourself just to be present, say, here I am, God, whatever you want to do, if you'll heal in me and do what you need to do, I want to be used for your kingdom. And you can reclaim those blessings. What's awesome about it is what Joshua lost, he regained, but in more fullness from it. And so did all the people that were around him. How blessed would all the people around you in your life be if you just, uh, first of all, owned up to the things and then showed up and were present to allow God to deal in your life? How much more blessed would people be around you that when you allow that to happen, that God begins to move in you because you set self aside and you put God first and then he begins to have the full reign and the victory over it? Truth, because it... The people we surround ourselves with, they get, they become affected by that. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. It, we are all affected. I mean, it affected the whole army. It affects everyone around. It affects Aiken. It affected his whole family. It, 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 it affected people in fear. It caused a, a view on somebody. It made them think a certain way. And it's like, you have to be present. You have to show up. You have to own up. And God has to redirect because here's the crazy part. When you deal with stuff in your life and you're going through this we declare war and you start dealing with like, man, I got to get rid of this stuff. And you're like, there's a battle and God's trying to use me, but I keep on doing this other stuff. Look at all the people that it affects around you. Then you got to, then, then, and then God does what he does to Joshua. He's like, here, here's what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to have a conversation and then we're going to have to get, rally everybody up. I mean, you're talking, this wasn't like that happened in AI the next day and then they fought again. No. You're talking about thousands and thousands, they brought thousands before, thousands and thousands of people to figure out what the heck went wrong in each tribe and each section of their tribe and their family tribe and and see the process that it affects. Maybe your 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 view and your per, like what has been affected in your life has led into other people, has spewed into other people. And then when God's trying to clean it up, guess what happens? They still have that same view that when you were you were talking from a hurt, you were talking from a pain, and they still have that view from your pain. Not only do you have to fix what is going on with you, you're going to have to turn around and refix from your pain because if not guess what happens we start leading people astray from our problem just because we had a view well, guys we do this all the time ah man it was a bad experience at that restaurant I, I, you probably shouldn't even go there yeah. I mean it was just terrible and I'm never going I'm never going back okay and somebody else at a different table probably had a better experience. And we don't know why the waiter was the way the waiter was. Maybe the waiter had a bad day and realized they didn't have enough money and hopefully can make the ends meet today. But your bad experience didn't tip the waiter that needed the money you, you could have gave them. But we don't know. But we do this all the time. And then, I mean, now because of culture, ooh, we, can, we can review and rate. We can do all kinds of stuff on Google. We can go, well, I recommend, I don't recommend that. I mean, it's, and then people are, are, are shifted by your opinion. And if that happens spiritually, what, what is really going on then? How do you take it back? 
How do you go back? That happened to us with a Google thing. Somebody put something and I asked, I said, I'm sorry you feel that way. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I did it. I'm just on this Google thing. And they, they're like, you can go around and just rate people. So I was just pushing buttons. I said, oh, that's nice. Just let it be because you can get all caught up in the way everybody thinks about you. Like feeling validated by everybody else's opinion. That's crazy. And you can't do that. But you realize that when, when you show up and you own up, you have to realize that in that same hand, whatever you were feeling before all those things happened, you still have a mess to clean up. Because it affects the people around you. And man, you, you become more of a, a woman or a man of God when you can just own up yeah. and show up. Yeah, that's good. Number three is grow up. And I'm not, you all can look at me like, oh, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> You're telling you me to grow up. That, you need to grow up. <laughs> you need to grow up. Anybody ever told you you need to grow up? <laughs> Somebody told me that. <laughs> I'm still trying to grow up. Because <laughs> you're a Toys R Us kid? I wish, man. Suck us. <laughs> I wish it was still here. I just remember my... I push all the buttons in that store. Yeah, you do. You still do. Especially at Christmas time, it's... Boy, the, you, you, I'll mess you up. They're all singing. <laughs> all of them. Yes. I'm like, there's 50 of them in one aisle. I was like, go. I'm that kid. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm Buddy the Elf in the elevator. <laughs> Look. Yes. Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Grow up. It's so pretty. Yeah. For real, though, you are. I still love you. <laughs> Gotta have fun. But that's not just the type of grow up I'm talking about. No. Grow up means learn from your mistakes and grow beyond them. So good. Learn from your mistakes and grow beyond them. We're all, we all still need to grow up. Because we grow Guess what? We're we all still grow growing in them. God. So I'm not just sitting here and being like, you need to grow up. No, it's I'm saying that. let's grow up. Let's go beyond what we've done. Learn from the mistakes and grow beyond them. Allow God to use so our good. failures as a process to grow more mature in him. Allow him to use the things that you've done, the things that you've faced to, to grow more in him. It, it, it's a process. And pain, you know what? Every process in life, I guarantee you, if I asked, how many of you like the word process? Are you going to raise your hand? <laughs> exactly. Because nobody likes the word process, and nobody likes the process, and nobody likes the pain of the process, because processes are painful. No. They're never fun. It's not like, yay, we have all these steps that we have to get through to get there. No. You know what I'm saying? It, it's never fun. fun. It's a process. It takes, it's a process. Everything is a process. And in life, we have to face the facts of those processes and not try to skip it. And sometimes certain things are more painful than others. But that's why I was talking about no pain, no gain. Sometimes in the process, God has to allow to deal and grow you. And growing, yeah. you get growing pains. When you're maturing in your body, in reality, you have growing pains. Leg cramps, arm cramps, How belly true. cramps. Any kind of cramps, you got them. Ugh. And it's painful. I don't care if you got, I'm hungry cramps when you're growing. <laughs> that sounds... It's painful. It's not fun all the time. No. And what happens is in that process, sometimes when God's really trying to grow us, we stop because we try to tell God, this is just too painful. I can't take it. This is too much, God. You're asking way too much of me. 
This is really hard. I mean, really? I have to go through this one more time? I'm here again. Did you not already deal with this already? God, can we just go? So, I mean, you're God. Can't you just snap your fingers and get me from here to there? And we try to deny ourselves the growth process, the things that we need to grow ourselves. And this is what it means to grow up. Well, I think in the process of growing, growing up and, and uh, hard times and dealing with stuff that we, we deal with, you know, when we, when we have memories, do you know your memories? Some of your memories are based on your pain. Yeah. Like one of, we can go back and be like, when we first got married, we had no money sounds like now and and we didn't we made almost 50 bucks to every two weeks and we didn't have anything We're, some of our greatest memories that we talk about are from our pain and and then you learn that you've grown past that you grew up past that spot whether we had money or not or we, you know what I'm saying sitting in Walmart watching Pirates of the Caribbean on a couch. Remember when they put couches and TVs in the store and you can like view the movie? That was my date. I didn't care who was there. I put my arm around her, got a bag of chips and we could afford like $3. We got a drink, yep. bag of chips. And the hot dog and, cart. And, yes. And we just sat and I watched that. I never, because I couldn't afford to go to the movie theater. So we sat at Walmart on the couch as people were shopping. Uh, we me. couldn't even afford to buy it and take excuse it home. Me. No, we couldn't even, didn't have a TV. Well, there was like an antenna that barely reached Yeah, but channels. it wasn't even a real one. Yeah. It's fake. Um, but we sat at Walmart with a really high-end boob tube. That's what they call them, big square thing. Um, and we watched that whole movie. One of our funniest moments, but it was in a tough time. And, and when you're, you're trying to grow up, past the certain spot of feeling defeated and stuff, you go back to some of your best memories or your worst moments. You think about some of those things, but then you look back and say, you know what? I grew up through that. I grew up past that. It didn't defeat me. We grew past that. We were able to do that and provide, but what what did it teach me in the process? What did I learn from it? Well, you learned from them, but you didn't lean on them. Yes. You learned from your past mistakes, but you didn't lean on them to keep you where you are. If you keep repeating the same mistakes, you will only hinder your growth and the ability to move past where you are. If you keep repeating the same thing over and over, anybody know the word for repeating the same thing over and over and getting the... Insanity, thank you, exactly. When we keep repeating the same mistakes over and over, guess what we are? Insane in the membrane. Insane, got no brain. (laughs) That's my past. That's my jam. (laughs) From your past. I just like the beat. But literally, I mean, think about it. When you keep doing the same thing and then you're upset because you're getting the same results and you're asking why God hasn't allowed you to take the plunder and go to the next season, but you keep repeating the same thing over and over, you are insane. You have a problem. (laughs) We all do it. And then we wonder, why does this keep happening like this? Yeah. Insane. Well, (laughs) you're doing the same thing again. You're going to get 
the same result, not a different one. That's why scientists created experiments. You experiment with different things to try to get a different result to see which one works. Well, the problem of it is, is we don't take our time to see what we're doing in our, our life with God and allow him to take a chance to do what he needs to do in our lives and, and allow him to have what he needs. And so we just want to keep repeating the same cycle. It's just like taking your kid fishing and they keep on fishing right under the tree. Yes. And you wonder, why does this keep getting stuck in the tree? And then you fix it, and you go through that whole process, because then you're not fishing. And then you give it back to them. It's like, you know, make sure you get away from that. And then they just take two steps over and do it again, and it's stuck again in the same, in the same tree. And you're like, we're trying to get a different result, but you keep on doing the same. You keep casting the same direction and hoping for something different, and we're still catching trees. And I'm still doing this, and I've not caught anything. Well, Except wait, the frustration. Well, <laughs> even the word repentance means that you turn. turn away from it. You don't do a 360 and go back to it. You do a 180 and turn away from it and walk away. That's learning from your mistakes. And we all have to do that. We all have to learn from it. We have to own up to the things that we've done. We have to show up and make ourselves present in his presence. And then we have to grow up, which means go beyond our mistakes and allow him to grow and mature us into the sons and daughters that we truly are meant to be for his kingdom. Well, love, in the, in the back end, it's good. In the back end of this whole thing is when you grow up past and go beyond your mistakes, the worst person that's going to keep you held there is you in your mind to keep reminding you of your mistakes, reminding you not to go forward, not to grow up past it and get over it and walk over it. Not saying like, get over it. See, like people can take our words way out of context and it happens all the time. I'm that guy. I'm just a puppet, I guess. But, uh, you, you have to literally grow up past it and let your mind be renewed daily in who he is because our past will always try to dictate our future. And, it, and you have to learn to let that thing go because it's not going to... Oh, I, I wonder if I take the next step, is that going to be what happened from last time? Yeah. I wonder if I put myself out there, will it be... You, where's faith at? Now you're in your flesh again, wondering about your past. If Christ changed that and, and you are growing up, you've, you've accepted it, you've, you've come to the head with it, and now you're trying to grow up past that so you can step over it because greater is he is in you than you, he that's in the world. You're trying to grow past that. Why keep on wondering and keep your mind set back from the past to go forward? Because it's painful to separate from things. So you could try to grow, but then you don't go anywhere. You yeah. stay in the same spot and you wonder why I'm not advancing because your mind is not let loose. Let it loose. Yeah. Why keep holding it? Nobody else is holding your, ba- your past uh, hostage. You are. Just let the past out of your mind. If anything, or how you felt or how things, just so you can go up past this situation and move forward. Man. But, <laughs> Joshua did it, man. I, I mean, it was, you're talking about an, a state where right. these kids weren't supposed to die. Their parents died. Nobody's supposed to die. And something happened. What a dramatic, dramatic. We've seen an entire generation die. And then all of a sudden, this thing happens with, with him. They go to AI. And, the, and yes, 36 out of thousands, death is death. It hurts. But nobody's supposed to die. Like, that's what happened with the last generation because they kept on complaining and murmuring and wouldn't let go of the past and even wanted to go back. At least we would have three meals a day if we were still slaving. 
And God's like, I'm tired of this. Well, the good of your past never outweighs the glory of God. No. The good things you got from your past never should outweigh what God has for you in your future. Yeah. And, and, we and can, that was those blessings. Yes. They, they, they had so many blessings. I mean, he said they could take whatever they wanted. Now, how many of you, like if one of these stores opened down here and they're like, you can take what you want. You're going to just be like, well, I'm just going to take my little satchel in there and put, no way. You're going to be running and just grab, you don't even care. You don't even care if it fits you, if it doesn't fit you, if it's good or not. You're just gonna, if you I'll say you can take whatever you it. want, you're going to take whatever you want. You ain't taking much at the mall. There ain't much there. No. Just saying. <laughs> but but when, when it becomes that, when you fight and you win, look what you're thinking about in the end. You get to take the cattle. You get to take the gold. You get to take the clothes. Everything else got destroyed. And there had to be enough because it said that there were 40,000 men in the The army. The whole army. Minus 36, okay? So, but they had the 40,000 men at the beginning that were going to go into there. You got 40,000 men that can be provided for in the plunder? And did we hear of any fights from that? That somebody got killed because you took something that was... No, you don't hear about anything I like saw that. it first. That's oh, fine. Man, my daughter saw that. that. You need to give it to me. You just hear about God providing, and that's no, was, the power of it. Because they had everything in common. We defeat. God wins the victory. We take because he gave. But it's because they all owned up, showed up, and chose to grow up. And that's the key. And, and remember when I said at the beginning that... We can consume ourselves more with what we don't know than what we do. Yeah. And the what you know should always outweigh what you don't, and that is God is faithful, and he is true to his word. So good. That is what I know. Stand on that. I don't know what tomorrow holds. No. I don't know what this afternoon holds. No. I don't know what happens when I step off this stage. I don't know what's going to take place. I don't even know how things are going to work out with all the things that I can wear myself out with. But what I do know is God is faithful and he is true to his word. And if he said it, I believe it. (laughs) Again, you were never meant to carry your defeats. You were only meant to carry your blessings. We have to trust the pain of the process. And the pain that we go through is because that means you have to be open and vulnerable for God to move and use you. Amen. It's just the power of it. And I'll tell you what, letting go of the things you had buried can hurt, but the peace from his presence can fill that hole beyond what you ever imagined. True. What you ever imagined. Man. So, it's powerful. It's so good. It's powerful. I think that the process of it is it's, it can look challenging. When you declare war and you start looking at like, man, this is crazy what all is going on. And God's like, listen, I, I, want, I, want, I want you to have victory. I want you to win. And he is faithful. And I think the bottom line is, is just do what his word has said to do. Follow, stand with me. We're going to close in prayer. Stand with um, stand on his word. Stand on his word because his word is true. And he's so faithful. He's faithful to continue to do it again. Own up. Man, that, what a powerful statement. I, when I, we were reading this, and what's funny is we were reading this separately and just praying about the direction, and we both got stuck in verse 1 and 2. 
And I've read that many times. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Achan could have had way more than what he, what he took if he would have just been obedient to follow what God said. The best thing to do is just follow what he said. God has the plan. It doesn't make sense sometimes, but he does. And we, 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 we carry this thing around at times and we bury so many things. Like I said last week, just give this to the Lord. Unbury it. There's no need. What's crazy is all the stuff that we hold on to from our past and the stuff, God wants to advance and do great things. We hold on to it so much, and I'll say it like this. Some of your prayer requests about your health is because you got so much anxiety from holding on to your past. That's deep. Stuff, stuff, you know, don't get me wrong, stuff's real. There's real, there's real deal issues, but think about the stuff that you have held on so much that has caused so much pain inside your body for real. All I know about God is he wants to set free. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. It's the truth. And so we have to, if there's anything hidden inside the tent, just get it out. Huh? Own up. Show up. Grow up. Grow up past it where it's not a thing anymore. The only thing you talk about from your past is like, man, God set me free from this moment years ago. And you, when you see that in somebody else, you're, you're, you're compelled to share. God can do it. Well, I may have lost today, but that doesn't mean I got to lose tomorrow. No. And that's the whole point. Nobody's taking it lightly. Again, we cannot allow our defeats and our losses dictate the victories. We have to choose where we go from here and what we do. And so it takes that responsibility to place it on yourself. Again, we'll say it one more time. Own up, show up, and grow up. God wants to move in you and through you. And only you can do those, those three things. Nobody can do it for you. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to go in and show up to your job for you and say, hi, I'm uh, Sam, or hi, I'm Kavaris, when that's not really who they are. You know what I'm saying? They can't just do it for you. You have to show up. You have to be present. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't. The only person who had the capability to take our sins and take your mistakes was Jesus Christ. That's it. Nobody else can do those things for you, so why not go ahead and give it to the one who can be present for you while you're present for him? Just allow him to do it. And it's really all right. So this morning, we honestly, we want to challenge you to do that. We want to challenge you to take that. Ask yourselves, what do I need to own up to? What are some things, God, and I want you to really challenge in me. Show me this week. Keep putting it in front of me. And even if it's the things that have defeated me over and over and over again, bring it back to me because, God, I believe that you have something greater on the other side of that. You have victory for me. You have blessings for me. And I don't want to keep myself from those things anymore. You know, it's crazy. Love, I was thinking about the tent and how he, he buried that to hide it. But when they went to AI and got to take anything they want, there was no burying anything. It was so much blessing that they had to try to move things around. I got to rearrange my living room. Hold on. I just found this couch. You know what I mean? Like everything had to get rearranged. Because the blessings were so incredible because they had from that greater things than they ever had. Yeah. Remember, they're desert babies. They didn't have all the golden stuff, all the other stuff. 
they didn't have all these things and they're, they're, they're bringing stuff in. Like it's an upgrade. You ever get clothes from somebody that is like got nice things? You're like, wow, they just gave me all this. This is awesome. You just go through and move stuff around and, you know, hand it down to somebody else. The other stuff here, you can have this. They had to make room and they're like, okay, guys, I'm coming home. I need everybody to get a shovel. We're going to dig a huge hole and we're going to get all this plunder in there. No. There's nothing to hide. It's good. It's all provision. There's nothing to hide. It's all the blessing. We're going public with it. Look, the whole army's coming back and they're dragging stuff because there's so much. Because the trip took a minute to get up there. That's why they said, let's only send a few people over there. There's not a very many people up there, but we don't want to wear out the army. And when all hell broke loose, God said, I'm going to send the whole army. You're going to need them all. Because what you're about to bring home is going to be incredible. Guys, it's all right there. It's all right there. I'm going to pray. I want you to think about that this week. Because God, this is all personal. Get the stuff out of the hole. And watch what he does. Unfold the mind. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. That we get to walk through this. And, 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 and just unfold things, God. And you even give us little mystery and mysteries and insight to things. And we get to just deliver a message, God. Touch our hearts, God. All of us, every person breathing in this place. Anybody watching? We own up. We show up. We grow up. God, because you have the ultimate blessings in our life. Even greater than anything physical, it's just you. You're the blessing I need. You're the blessing I want. God, I pray you touch the minds in this house. That we're not dictated by them anymore, the past. That we cut off those those things that are wrapping our minds from our past. They get loose in our life. That they, we loose from those things. We cut them. They don't dictate us anymore. That we walk forward in freedom, not with grudge and hate, not with pain and sorrow. We have a freedom, God, in you. We follow your word. We go. We do what you say, and you bless. Touch our hearts, God, as we present ourselves to you. It starts now. And you give us the instructions. And we lay it at your feet. And we recover the whole and put it back the way you had it before we messed it up. And you bless us uncontrollably in our homes. And freedom sets in. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name.